Hey everybody, welcome back if you're a returning listener and welcome if you are a new listener. I'm Christina Royster and you're listening to Young Black Independentated. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening. Leave me a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at The YBO Podcast. You already know what it is. This is episode 153, dropping on December 30th, 2021. So this is my year-end recap. We have a lot to talk about. 2021 was not much better than 2020. So here we go. 2021 may not have been better than 2020 globally. Uh, Globally, we had a lot of issues, and I will get into everything that happened this year in just a minute. But I do want to say that I'm proud of YBO. I'm proud of the year that we had. Um, And when I say we, I mean me, because y'all know it's just me. I don't have a co-host. I don't have a producer. I don't have a manager. This is all me. And so I'm proud of myself for everything that I have accomplished this year. And I'm so, so thankful to you guys because I would not be able to do any of this without your support. So thank you for 41 episodes, including this one you're listening to. That's also including four bonuses. I will continue the bonuses in the new year because I like it. I think you guys like it too. The bonus episodes are basically a chance for me to talk for 10 minutes about one topic. (laughs) And you know I could talk. So the bonuses will continue That's 41 episodes with 13 guests this year. I feel like I could do better with the guests. I could definitely have some more guests, and that's why we're kicking it off in 2022 in a big way. I'll save that for the end, a surprise. Um, Drake may or may not be stopping by the podcast. Okay, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I do want to say thank you to all of my guests this year. Jesse, Josh, Nate, Chuck, my mom, Dre, Kendra, Raheem, Run It Up Raw, Brianna Jenkins, my best friend Brianna Jenkins has been on the show like eight times at this point. But thanks again, Brie. Tiffany, who am I? And Courtney, thank you guys all so much for coming on YBO this year. And I want to uh, give myself another pat on the back for relaunching the YouTube channel and getting out 25 videos. That's including this episode. I have a segment scheduled for this episode where I'll be talking about Um, the TV shows that I binged this year, I watched 562 episodes of TV. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I made a video about it. So there will be a YouTube video to go along with this episode. And of course the merch, the merchandise, YBO finally year three, I decided to get some damn merch. So I'm so happy that I was able to really present to you guys, um, my designs. You guys were loving it. And Black History Month is around the corner, so you know I got to get the Black History Month designs popping, and the merch will continue, and I'm probably going to change the YBO logo next year. I already have one in the tuck. I just haven't changed the profile picture everywhere, so it's about damn time I did that. So thank you guys again for an awesome year with YBO. That's the YBO recap, but let's get into the global recap, shall we? All right, so I want to start on a light note before I just jump into the hellscape that was 2021. But, (laughs) you know, it's the end of the year, so everybody's doing their year-end review and and Spotify wrapped and everything like that. And so I looked up Giphy's top gifts of the year 2021, and they did a top 10. And one of them was the gif of The Weeknd, the rapper The Weeknd, Uh, you know, wandering around that Super Bowl mirror golden room and just looking so lost and bewildered. And I feel like that gift perfectly explains this year 
So that was one of Giphy's top gifts of the year, 2021. And then Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, they do a word of the year every year. Last year, the word was pandemic for obvious reasons. And now this year, I feel like they took the easy way out too. This year, the word of the year for 2021 was vaccine. And so I looked it up and they were just like, oh, we chose this word because, you know, not only was everybody talking about the vaccine this year, but also just um, the political uh, dispute behind it, whatever. So vaccines, I feel like definitely did take over the year. First, we were crying for a cure and now people don't want to take it. And the vaccine is not a cure, but, you know, we we asked for them to do something and they did. So this year, even I was skeptical, but I eventually got vaxxed in May and June. I got the Moderna and then I was skeptical about the booster too, but here I am taking my booster next week. So that's on my calendar. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to take a nice, fresh drink of spring water. Okay. <clears throat> this is not an ASMR podcast, but that was refreshing. All right. Now, let's talk about Google's year in search because this is always a tearjerker. They always whip up some video. Um, and I wanted to look at what was trending on Google in 2021. So I narrowed it down to the United States because you can look at globally, you can look at per country. Here are some of the things that were trending this year. Number one, the top search was the NBA followed by DMX. And then Gabby Petito, Kyle Rittenhouse, and Brian Laundrie. So that's what people were really looking for this year, RIP DMX. And they actually have a list of passings, people who passed that peop- that um, that were being searched for. Number one this year was DMX. Number two was Gabby Petito. They also have Michael K. Williams on this list, rest in peace. They also have Colin Powell on this list, rest in peace. Um, Biz Marquis on this list. So we lost a couple people. We really lost a pe- couple people. It seems like effect and effect are still kicking y'all ass because under the search category for or, it was effect or affect, Barbie brats or fairy, allergies or COVID, bones or no bones, bougie or bougie. So that's what y'all were looking for. And of course... The world was opening back up while still chugging along during a pandemic. And people were searching for near me, COVID vaccine near me, COVID testing near me, movies near me, bars near me, and bowling near me. Um, Remember at the beginning, like when we were like, oh, what are you going to do as soon as the world opens back up? And now year two, I'm asking for us to shut back down again. Shit, I need to save some money. (laughs) Let's see. Um... Movies that were searched for this year, Black Widow, Eternals, Halloween Kills, Mortal Kombat, and Dune. And I definitely saw three out of those five. Um, What else was on here that I wanted to talk about? How to be. So Google's 2021 year in search how to be. Number one, how to be eligible for stimulus check. Number two, how to be more attractive. Number three, how to be happy alone. Number four, how to be a baddie. And number five, how to be a good boyfriend. So that's what y'all was looking for this year, huh? Oh, yeah. And then I was reminded of what Alec Baldwin did and how he shot somebody on set because the people, the most searched people this year were Kyle Rittenhouse, Tiger Woods, Alec Baldwin, Travis Scott, and Simone Biles. Um, 
And, and and we know why Travis was trending. That's such a tragedy that happened at the end of the year. Ugh, the World thing just fucking kills me. And you see, when you look at the year in review, you're like, oh yeah, that happened this year. Oh, oh, this happened this year. You forget that the Jesse Smollett thing literally is just now going to trial this year. Like, all of this crazy stuff. And so I just wanted to run back what we've talked about on YBO for the past 12 months. I won't belabor it, but I will talk about how in January, the year started with the Capitol insurrection. Like, it's only gotten worse from there. We should have known, honestly. January, we had the Capitol insurrection, Trump's second impeachment, and the historical inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And I think Kamala was actually on this Google list of, like, how to pronounce. Yep, it's, um... How to pronounce, number one, how to pronounce Dogecoin. Number two, how to pronounce Michael Jackson. Number three, how to pronounce Quinoa. Number four, how to pronounce Kamala. And number five, how to pronounce Elon Musk's son's name. Yeah, remember when he named his kid like X3000 whatever? Yeah, that happened this year, crazy. February, I guess, was a little slow. I didn't have much to talk about from there. March, we had the movie Without Remorse, and that showed Lauren London and Michael B. Jordan. And uh, I guess Michael B. Jordan had a couple movies this year because he's got that that letter for whatever it's called. I'm sorry. I think it's a journal for Jordan. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but also in March was Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah. The whole stop Asian hate thing. Remember when everybody was, oh, stop Asian hate. Where are you guys at now? Hmm? Same thing with in April. We had Derek Chauvinaw's verdict. Where's all the advocates now? But let me shut up. Um, in April, I just put Lil Nas takeover because it just felt like Lil Nas was taking over the world. He had the shoes. He had the crazy video. He had the album. In May, Bill and Melinda Gates got divorced. That shook the world. In June, Juneteenth became a national holiday. July was busy. Bill Cosby got released from prison. This whole Shikari Richardson smoking pot and getting eliminated from the Olympics. We had Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka standing up for mental health. Jeff Bezos going to space. August, September, either nothing happened or I was just too busy to give a fuck. (laughs) October, though, we had the whole Facebook outage, The Closer by Dave Chappelle. That was a whole big thing. My J. Cole concert incident. November, we had a live episode of YBO. Thank you, guys. And December, I want to talk about the end of Secure. Insecure. The end of Insecure. There you go. (laughs) So, Insecure has captivated us for five seasons. And I just want to say, shout out to Issa Rae. Shout out to all the cast and crew and the writers, everybody who was involved in this show. I was trying to explain to my mother, like, Insecure for me is like what Girlfriends was for you. Like, this is like watching Girlfriends in real time. We're going to look back on this one day and be like, wow, remember when Insecure came on every Sunday? Remember when all of Black Twitter got together like a a family and and Black Twitter was just tweeting simultaneously about Insecure. It was really a moment and you really had to be there. It was a cultural moment and it's an end of an era. And I just want to say thank you because there's not, first of all, there's not a lot of Black ensemble shows. There's just not. And number two, there's not a lot like this. Um, Blackish is also ending next year, I think. And, And that show kind of tried to portray the normal Black family but this really showed what it's like to be in your in your late 20s, early 30s, struggling with your career, struggling with love, awkward situations where you get shot with cum in your face while you're giving your nigga head. Crazy stuff, yes. This show showed it all, and I'm just grateful because 
I truly related to Issa in so many ways. At the time, when I started watching the show, Issa was working at a nonprofit and I was working at a nonprofit. Issa was driving a Toyota Camry and I was driving a Kia Forte. I literally felt like I was Issa. And even in the end, Issa leveled up. Issa is not insecure anymore. Issa has confidence. Issa believes in herself. And that show had me tearing up because I grew up with this show. I was insecure. I, I started watching this when I was in college. I've outgrown that. And I have more self-esteem. And I'm so happy that everything seemed to work out in the end for those characters. Everybody seemed to get what they wanted. It might not be the ending that you wanted, but it's the ending that Issa wanted. It's the ending that Princess Penny wanted. And Princess Penny even tweeted like, we chose the metaphor of birthdays to like kind of bring everything full circle. Cause while I was watching the finale, I was like, are they just gonna skip to everybody's birthday? Like different milestones. But that really does kind of bring friends together, your birthday, and I'm glad they did this show the way they did. It's so rare for a black show to end on its own terms. They get canceled. I mean, I told you guys I binged. Oh wait, maybe I didn't mention this yet. <laughs> I keep getting the YouTube video and the episode mixed up. But this year, I also binged one-on-one, -on -one, and the show just ended. Just ended out of the blue. It ended so badly. And you could tell they probably lost funding. They probably lost the show. So I'm glad that Issa got to tell the stories that she wanted, and I cannot wait to see what's next from this girl. All right, so speaking of shows, this is the part where I kept getting tripped up earlier in the episode because I recorded the YouTube video before I recorded the audio episode, so I've already talked about this on YouTube. So if you want to hear me, you know, go in greater depth and greater length about these TV shows, then please check out the YouTube video. It was really fun, and it, it's honestly my best work. <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. So please watch the bonus YouTube video. But this is the segment of the show where I wanted to tell you guys how much TV I watched this year. In 2021, I watched 562 episodes of TV shows. And these are just the shows that I binged. I only talked about the shows that I binged. I didn't even talk about every single episode I ever watched. These are just the shows where I decided to sit down and I said, you know what? I know that this show has 15, 15 seasons, but I'm going to chug it out. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to chug along and watch all 15 seasons. Haven't finished any of them yet, but I made a lot of dents and I wanted to share with you guys those shows. And I apologize. You know I'll be recording in my apartment. My neighbor got um, that TikTok song blasting, so if you can hear it, oh well. But the first show that I started to binge this year, um, it was really a binge of all black shows. I binged like Jamie Foxx and uh, Living Single and Bernie Mac. But this one I just wanted to share, The Wayans Brothers. I started binging this on HBO Max. There are five seasons. I'm currently on season four. So that's 60 episodes in. And it's just hilarious. It's just a, it's a vibe. <laughs> it was a good time. The 90s are just so fun. And I just miss it. So The Wayans Brothers, check that out on HBO Max. I told you guys on the show how I started The Walking Dead. And I gotta say, I don't know if I'm gonna finish it next year. There's 11 seasons. Um, I have watched up to and including season four. So now I'm on to season five, but I put on my notes, dot, dot, maybe. I just don't know. The show is very soapy and it's very annoying at times, but you have to admit that the action never gets old. Chopping zombies' heads off is so interesting to me. So The Walking Dead, we shall see. But that is another show where I was like, ugh, 11 seasons? Let me just finally start it. And, you know, the reason I watched so much TV this year is because, number one, 
I was still working from home. I'm working remotely full time. So I just put the TV on and just let that bad boy play all day long. <laughs> Some shows, like the Wayans Brothers, I can just let it play in the background and I really don't have to pay attention or watch it and I can still hear it and know what's going on. Um, and so The Walking Dead, you guys know that I started that with my boyfriend, Josh, but episode one, he was like, yeah, this ain't it. And I kept going and now I just don't know if I will. But yeah, Walking Dead was interesting this year. Ink Master, this show captivated me so much. This show really won me over. Um, it's just a show where I remember it probably was playing in my house on Spike TV at one point in my childhood, but I wasn't paying attention. And now I'm fully invested. I've watched 118 episodes of Ink Master. I started in January on season one, and now I'm currently on season nine. There are 13 total seasons. The only season where I was seriously fed up was season five where it was like rivals and they had um past guests like come on and like go against each other and they hate each other's guts it was just too melodramatic it was so dramatic again i'm here for the art i'm not here for the drama this is not the real world i'm here for the tattoos and the artistry so and plus i didn't like the guy who won that season jason did not deserve to win fight me so ink master captivated me this year for 118 episodes the Flash. I watched 151 episodes of The Flash. They're currently on season eight and I haven't started or caught up. I've watched up to it, including season seven. This is just very heartwarming, great diverse cast. Um, you know, you kind of always predict the ending like, oh, the good guy wins in the end. They do have their moments. Some seasons I was like, whoa, how are they going to get out of this one? This villain is crazy. But yeah, The Flash was a good time. 151 episodes and finally criminal minds criminal minds just is my new law and order basically i've already watched every episode of law and order old and new so now with criminal minds having 15 seasons i've just buckled up i'm ready to just binge this shit currently on season eight i've watched 182 episodes this year so those are the tv shows that i binged in 2021 but Besides TV shows, we got to give our props to some black movies this year. Um, Bruised with Halle Berry. I had the bonus episode about that. King Richard with Will Smith. I had a bonus episode about that. The Harder They Fall. Concrete Cowboys. Both of them. I just completely got into my cowboy bag this year. I love it. I love the black history. Malcolm and Marie. I know that was controversial this year, but that was a black movie that I did want to acknowledge because that had me shook. Candyman wasn't as great as we had hoped, but it was still good. And Judas and the Black Messiah, that movie and soundtrack combined. Listen, that's why I made a separate list of my favorite movies from this year. And Judas and the Black Messiah is definitely on there. Top two and it's not two. That was a good movie. That was a great soundtrack. Um, some other movies that were my favorites this year were The Tomorrow War. I told you guys that was a good movie with Chris Pratt. That was a really good movie. That needs to be like a Father's Day movie. That was a good movie. Mary J. Blige's My Life documentary. That really hit me. That movie, that documentary was really good. And I watched a lot of good documentaries this year, including the Tina Turner one. Please watch that. That was a great documentary I watched this year. The Guilty. That movie was good. With Jake Gyllenhaal, I liked that movie a lot. And there is a black man behind it, so what can I say? This might surprise you, but Bad Trip. I'm putting that on my list of favorite movies this year because... It impressed me. It's really, it takes a lot for me to enjoy a gag comedy type of movie. And Eric Andre 
plus Tiffany Haddish, plus plus Lil They really did a good job. That movie was funny to me. Fear Street. Oh my God. Horror movie. If, if I'm giving out the YBO awards, Fear Street gets the horror movie of the year. Fear Street was crazy. But I, I still haven't seen Spiral in the uh, Saw, Saw collection. I heard that wasn't that great, but it is on my watch list because this year me and my boyfriend did binge all the Saw movies. I still want to see Spiral. Um, but Fear Street, that takes the cake over Halloween Kills. Fear Street was lit. Um, and Shang-Chi. Out of all the superhero movies that we got this year, now mind you, I didn't watch the new shows on Disney+. Plus. I didn't watch uh, Loki or any of those. But Shang-Chi, that was better to me than Black Widow, Eternals. I have to say I love Shang-Chi. Well, let me not. Black Widow was good. I don't know. I might have to take that back. But yeah, those are some of my top movies from this year. Now the moment you've all been waiting for, my Spotify wrapped. I'm not sharing my Spotify wrapped. And the reason being is because I think the data is off. I I don't trust Apple Music. Oh wait, yeah. Uh, it's not even Spotify wrapped for me. It's Apple Music wrapped because I don't have Spotify premium. I have Apple Music. So I don't really like theirs. Theirs is nowhere near Spotify. And it said that my top artist was like thunderstorms, white noise sound. And that can't even be possible because I didn't even listen to it for that long on Apple Music. So that's why I'm convinced the data is off on my Apple Music wrapped. So we're just going to talk about my favorite albums of the year and bump that. And before I jump into my favorites, I want to give you the data on Spotify's top five artists of 2021 globally. Coming in at number one for the second year in a row is Bad Bunny. He received over 9.0 billion streams on Spotify without even releasing a new album this year. So kudos to Bad Bunny. Um, the second artist, Taylor Swift, she rose, um, well, I mean, she's always been popular, but she had even more popularity this year because she re-released her old albums um, under Taylor's version. So now she can own the, the rights to her songs again. So good for Taylor Swift this year. Coming in at number three, BTS. And it definitely was thanks to their single, um, Butter. And then number four, Drake. Of course, he's always on the list. And number five, Justin Bieber. So kind of similar to past years, honestly. Globally, seems like we're all still listening to the same thing. But I had to highlight some big albums from this year that you may have forgotten about. Because I know... When I was thinking back to my favorite albums of the year, I definitely had a hard time just remembering everything that even came out this year. So I also asked for some listener submissions, and I'll get to those in a second. But I was just racking my brain thinking, what were some top albums this year? Of course, we had the Donda vs. Certified Loverboy episode. So Donda by Drake, Certified Loverboy by... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Donda by Kanye West, formerly Kanye West. He's now just yay. Certified Lover Boy by Drake, still over it by Summer Walker. Cheers to the Best Memories by Division and Ty Dolla Sign. That's just that's just a good one. That's a favorite. Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. I can't even believe that that was this year. It feels like so long ago. Table for Two by Lucky Day. An Evening with with Silk Sonic. They took over the R and B charts. Silk Sonic. If Orange Was a Place by Thames. Shelly, formerly known as Dram. By Shelly, formerly known as Dram. That album, you'll see. That was one of my favorites, honestly. Planet Her by Doja Cat. Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the Creator. Um, Justice by Justin Bieber. The Off Season by J. Cole. Montero by Lil Nas X. 
Um, the Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad. Faloran 2 by Wale. King's Disease 2 by Nas. Hall of Fame by Polo G. These are some of the albums that I talked about on the podcast this year. These are just really hip-hop and R&B. We had an album from her this year. Uh, we got an album from DJ Khaled that was an eh. album from Migos that was eh. An album from French Montana that was eh. So, yeah, a lot of people dropped the ball this year, but we had a lot of good music as well. Um, I, I feel like these two female artists rose to the pack for me. I mean, obviously, Megan's always at the top for me and Cardi. But I really fell into my lotto bag this year and my Bia bag. I liked the Bia bag. I liked her for certain deluxe album. I really enjoyed that. So um, those are some artists that I'm keeping my eye on. But here's what you guys had to say. Listener submissions. Kato Boyle says, if I can't have love, I want power by Halsey is one of her top albums of the year. I have to admit, I did not listen to that one. But Kate also submitted Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. And I did listen to that one. And that was a great album. Bree says 30 by Adele. You already know I gave Adele mad love on the show. Um, I did not listen to the album top to bottom, I have to admit, but the songs that I did hear, she was preaching, okay? Adele, like, glow up queen. I'm just so happy for that girl, ugh. Um, Andre says, call me if you get lost. We can just all agree that that was one of the top albums this year, apparently. Everybody loved it. It was on every list I saw from, like, Rolling Stone to Vibe. So that was, I actually was in a Twitter spaces today just listening it was about 150 people going back and forth about the top album, hip-hop albums of the year. This list was so trash. This list had Punk by Young Thug on it. Uh, I told you guys I did not like that album. This list had Rod Wave on there, Soulfly by Rod Wave. Listen, I'm sure he's a talented guy, but it is not the top album of 2021, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> so it's just music is subjective, and it's interesting what everybody called their top albums this year. Bree Jenkins, I told you guys, my best friend Bree, she's been on the show many times. She submitted her favorite albums, Painted Deluxe by Lucky Day. I did not listen to this one, but I still want to reiterate that Table for Two was probably my favorite R&B album this year, no cap. Lucky Day, really, really charging ahead for me. Bree also liked A 64 East Saga by Ryan Trey. She's always shouting out Ryan Trey, and I still have yet to listen to him. This year, though, I did listen to Brent Fayez more um, based on the recommendation of Bree, so I will try to listen to Ryan Trey. Still Over It by Summer Walker is one of her favorite joints from this year, and that was a great album, I agree. And When It's All Said and Done, dot, 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 Take Time by Giveon. Don't know why I just said the dot, dot, dot. Don't know why I just read the ellipse out loud. <laughs> but when it's all said and done by Giveon, that was also a top album this year. I have to admit, I don't, did I listen to the whole thing? I don't remember. But then I heard Giveon cheated on Justine Skye. That's not nice, Giveon. That's not, that's not how you end the year. That was probably years, that was probably months ago. Y'all know I'm a, I'm a little late to the game. Uh, Manny Simmons submitted his favorite albums and he said, Rye Rye World by Mariah the Scientist. I have heard good things about her. I need to get into that. The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, that was a favorite by a lot of people. I think you guys need to revisit that album. And Vince Staples by Vince Staples. I have not listened to his self-titled studio album, so I should check that out. And Larika also submitted Moon Boy by Young Blue. That was the topic of conversation in that Twitter spaces that I was listening to because everybody was like, how y'all gonna put Young Blue on here but not Don Tolliver? 
and they're like, well, Young Blue was rapping more. He had more hard bars on his. So all of this is subjective, but we are forgetting. Anita got the blues by Caso. Um, he is a local New Jersey artist, and that was a great R&B album this year. Anita, A-N-I-T-A, stands for Another Nigga in the Atmosphere, got the blues. So shout out to Caso. And of course, Baby Boy Stimulated by Brother Ash. I'm not just saying that because he's my man, y'all. I told y'all before, like, I would tell you if my man was not a good rapper. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you on the podcast, but I would definitely let it be known. I would tell him if I if I wasn't confident in his skills. And this album was really, really good. So make sure you check out Baby Boy is Stimulated. There you have it, everybody. It's been a crazy, crazy ride. Thank you for rocking out with YBO for another year. That concludes my 2021 recap episode. Again, make sure you go watch the YouTube video that goes along with this episode. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. Subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And you can leave me a five-star rating if you like what you hear today. Now I will let you in on the secret for the first episode of 2022. My first episode, God willing, will be an interview with... I'm not going to give away too much. I will say, if you listen to the podcast, on a recent episode, I shared a docuseries that I watched on HBO Max that really, really moved me. And so I shot my shot. I DM'd the people that were featured in the docuseries and they agreed to come on the podcast. So that's what you guys have to look forward to in 2022. We are coming hard. We are coming with the hard topics, with the heavy hitter guests. And I look forward to another year of this. Next year, we're celebrating year four. So I hope you guys had a happy holiday and a happy new year. And I will be back in 2022. Bye.